0: Hey there, where have you been? Welcome to the No Jet Stress podcast, the show that helps you maintain optimal health and peak performance as a road warrior, no matter how much you travel. I'm your host, Christopher Babioli, traveller wellness advocate, nutritional therapist, author and ex-flight attendant of 20 years at British Airways, one of the UK's largest airlines. In this episode we're talking about burnout. We're going to acknowledge that the creeping nature of burnout is a problem that individuals and organizations can do a lot more to combat burnout from their respective viewpoints. We know the stress of regular business travel makes burnout an occupational hazard. What can we do about that? Furthermore, I'd like to put it to you that good workplace culture Equals a good well-being culture. Equals potentially less burnout. Hey all you lovely people out there. It's my wish that you have a fulfilling and prosperous 2023. And more topically, that you don't burn out. I hope you had a great Christmas celebration and are raring to go. We are Let's Talk About Burnout. I have a saying from my travel days that intensive road warriors are one or two trips away from burnout. The creeping nature of burnout is a problem we don't seem to notice until it's too late. Road warriors go from road warrior to road warrior, i.e. R, to road weary, and then to burnout, but it takes time. It's a bit like the exhaustion piece of the burnout puzzle I wrote about, which gives an overview of the underlying biochemistry to physical exhaustion. To simplify this point, we can take a look at the general adaptation syndrome, first theorized by Dr. Hans Selye. A response to stress goes through three stages, the alarm stage, the resistance stage, and the exhaustion stage. By the exhaustion stage, we know we've gone too far. Many of the burnout symptoms detailed in my one-page LinkedIn post are now in play. Oops. Here's the thing. Every symptom on the one page relates to one or more of the three classical signs of burnout. Exhaustion, cynicism and inefficacy. More often than not, road warriors tread the path of burnout first by becoming physically exhausted. I would volunteer that in the urgency of the moment, the habits, routines and procedures that would, that we would normally use to keep us out of exhaustion are curtailed or abandoned because of what's in front of us in the moment. In other words, we tend to dismiss these practices saying something like, it doesn't matter right now, or I can afford not to do them right now, or I will catch up later and somehow discount them not realising their real value to our ability to perform, and more importantly, our underlying health. While we recognise that burnout is an occupational hazard, we have to get comfortable with the idea of having a systems-based approach to tackle it. Habits, routines and procedures, just as we have them around work execution, are definitely the way to go. The sooner we can get used to that, the better. The impact burnout is having on road warriors is just too much for us not to have a common-sense approach to solutions. The problem reaches into work, home, mental and emotional areas of our lives. This piece of research, Burned Out on the Road, Burnout's Impact on Job Satisfaction Among Road Warriors, September 2022, which comes from the Journal of Personal Selling and Sales Management, talks to the emotional and mental dimensions of burnout and the cascade of problems that come afterwards. Its findings indicate that emotional exhaustion directly affects satisfaction with travel policy. Who knew? I think, personally, that that goes hand in hand with physical exhaustion. The thing is, we have the tools to do something about it. As an aside, I hope to get into this in the next episode. For the meantime, we have to accept that individuals and organisations can do a lot more, must do a lot more to deal with this problem. So what else can organisations do? Well, their incentives are quite clear, right? Productivity and profitability. Well, a healthy workplace a healthy workplace culture, and healthy people promote this. What we went through during the pandemic underlines this in no uncertain terms. It's crazy that it's not seen more widespread, but I digress. A a bugbear of mine, especially since the end of the pandemic, has been that corporate wellness programs don't have specificity for road warriors. They never have. The pandemic showed the real value of health as far as workplace and personal effectiveness was concerned. Good health as a business tool has real currency. <laughs> the sooner this is incorporated into the accountant's mindset, the better. So reevaluating and investing in programs and tools that meet the road warrior needs is a must. Recent and past research done by the likes of BCD Travel and T-Clara Consultancy, show the pain points of road warriors, yet there don't seem to be solid plans to address them fully within the corporate wellbeing programmes. For example, the BC Travel Survey on Wellbeing. The top takeaway here was that road warriors want more physical wellbeing support. 59% indicated this was a preference. These results came from an online survey of 875 English-speaking business travellers worldwide conducted in the early part of 2022, between February and March. The T. Clara survey, titled Achieving Better Business Results, Insights from US Road Warriors, October 2018, the top takeaway here was that 51% said better sleep would help with physical with the physical aspect of travel friction. These results were based on 742 responses from road warriors between the ages of 24 to 66, who took up to four trips a year and had 35 nights out of bed. The bonus takeaway here, just these two surveys alone show physical health solutions are the starting point and a roadmap out of burnout. So while some organisations install NAP pods at work for employees, which is a step in the right direction, I'm not knocking it, let's spare a thought for the less expensive and more portable solutions for road warriors on the go who don't always have access to head office and, you know, NAP pods are not necessarily portable. So now when it comes to road warrior health, individuals can't and shouldn't wait for their wellness programme to provide the right tools either. If nothing else, they understand that their health and livelihood depends on it. Interestingly, in the T. Clara survey, only 34% of business travellers thought getting more sleep was the top choice of things needed to address the wellness aspect of road warrior burnout. Wow. This makes me think that perhaps there isn't an understanding or enough of an understanding on how crucial sleep And the physical approach is, and therefore it goes underutilized. What's that saying? Sleep on it, right? Sleep on it, and things will be better in the morning. Simple, yet doable things like this need to be prioritized and understood for their intrinsic value. Well, it's not about being preachy here. It's about understanding that the simple things accumulate benefits once a road warrior finds their own rhythm. And these in turn propel their performance in all areas of life. This goes for sleep, energy management, nutrition, or any other personal performance indicators road warriors might need or use to get quality work done. So, again, have I told you that I'm really looking forward to delving deeper into this in further episodes and discussions? Well, stay posted. In this next point it's about organisations who manage travellers and the travellers themselves they should take heart and understand that the stresses of burnout are actually part of business travel whether we like it or not there's no two ways about it anticipating setting up systems to deal with it and understanding the need for flexibility in the solutions we apply come first this has to be part of the thinking in the workplace or the journey depending on whether you're an organisation with travellers or the individual undertaking the travel. It's the thinking part and one which I think is lacking in the space right now. Bringing the mindset of managing an occupational hazard would go a long way to creating the right type of solutions. Finally, it's my belief that a good organisation has a good workplace culture, which allows a wellbeing culture to thrive. Organisations always get to architect this part of the solution. Road warriors and other employees get to bring that culture to life. We all start from different places when it comes to personal health. With the support of the right culture and personal effort, wellbeing thrives and it can reduce some of the pressures on all employees, including road warriors. So this in turn has or can have a positive effect on the factors that lead to burnout. As a side note, it adds to the work culture and makes it a desirable place to work. HR should really roll that up and smoke it to deal with the talent attrition challenges they have. So all jokes aside, that's our quick intro into the topic, with more to come from posts, blogs, and newsletters. I hope you'll join us. In the meantime, What are your personal thoughts about road warrior burnout? Have you experienced it firsthand? Would you like to make a contribution? Please do so. Let us know. Let us know what needs to be talked about that's being ignored right now. I'd love to have your feedback and comments so we can spread this message across the road warrior and business travel community. It's one way to create resources so others can benefit from our collective knowledge. So for now, thank you. Stay tuned for the next episode of the No Jet Stress podcast, where we explore the road warrior lifestyle in more detail, the lack of tools, and perhaps discuss a few of them to get started, and what a lifestyle approach to the road warrior challenge means. Till then, wherever you go, farewell.